0: You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This episode, special delivery. So it's 2001. I'm starting my freshman year at Bowling Green State University. It's an exciting time. I remember the drive with my mother to the college was a bit sad because even though I really wanted to leave and start my own life and be my own man, or at least attempt to be at the age of 18, uh, I knew that this was gonna be the end of something. You can always sense and feel change in your life, transitions. You can feel these moments and they aren't something that you create, but they present themselves to you if you're aware. And I remember driving there and I had my arm out the window and I felt this like pinch and I realized I had just been stung by a wasp. And so I got stung on the drive to, I hadn't even gotten to my dorm yet. And my arm is swollen and I had this terrible migraine and it was not the best introduction. And my mom hugs me and she cries and she leaves. And it was just my mom and my brother and they said goodbye. I said goodbye to them and they left me and I had this this uh, this wasp injury and a throbbing headache and an empty dorm room. And that's how I started uh, my future. Eventually, with a little bit of baking soda and some Tylenol, that slowly went away. And I had a friend who was my my roommate. And I started you know, going down to the other ends of the dorm and introducing myself. We had a co-ed dorm. Guys on one side, girls on the other. But of course, I went down the hallway and I said, hello, how you doing? To all the ladies, I said, if you need anything, I'm going to be over in room 410. Just let me know. So I started making friends and building community. And it was really how I think college should start. Classes were great. And then we started pushing into the month of September. And on the morning of September 11th, uh, 2001, I was awakened by my roommate who said, you got to wake up, hurry up, turn on the TV. New York is on fire. And I said, New York is on fire. What are you talking about? And we turn on the television. And it's he and I in this dorm room. And we're looking at these planes that have gone into these buildings, Twin Towers. And then there's reports about planes over Pennsylvania and Cleveland and then crashing in Pennsylvania, then the Pentagon and all this stuff starts collapsing. And we're watching this coverage as it's unfolding. Freshly away from our homes, starting our lives within the first couple of weeks of college, this is what we're faced with and and watching our own citizens like dying and this terrifying invasion take place. And it's just ambiguous. No one knows what's happening. Is it a terror attack? Is it internal? Who? Is, it's like all of these things that your brain wants to make sense of. You can't make sense of. And it was just chaos. And then campus shut down. We couldn't really go anywhere. So we had to sit in our dorms. And the only thing we could really do was watch television. And I, I was a, I, I needed to see what was happening. In my head, I knew that this was not good just to continue to watch it, but when you're when it's unfolding and you're witnessing something like this, you want to be along for the ride. And for me, I just wanted to be along so that I could maybe rationalize and come to grips and understand what was happening. But the understanding wouldn't come till years later. And yet I would sit there and immerse myself in the news stories. And one of the stories, That came up in addition to all these other ones, these terrible events was that in addition to this, people were getting letters in the mail. It was celebrities and news stations and different folks, random people were getting with possible anthrax in them. So now it's like, holy shit, our mail system is being attacked and there's people getting anthrax in the mail. And so I say to myself, I got to turn these, the television off. I got to get out of here. I got to take a walk around campus and just clear my head. So I head downstairs and I say to myself, you know what, let me check to see maybe, and I was a little lonely. I was like, maybe my mom wrote me a letter or something like that. Or my dad or someone, my grandparents, someone wrote me a letter. So I go to my little mailbox and I had just gotten the key um, from the RA and I went down there. I opened it up and I only had one letter in there. And this letter was from a weird like cable company. I thought that's weird. I don't have cable. Maybe this is what, what this is, but I was just curious. And I took the letter and I opened it. And as I opened, peeled the sealed portion with my finger, a strange white substance fell into my hands. It was on my fingertip. I froze. I didn't move. And I kept thinking back to the story about the anthrax. And I thought to myself with 100% certainty, they've got me. I have been anthraxed. Out of all the people in the world, they have found Aaron at college and they've sent it to me. So I didn't want to panic and send the dorm into a panic. I ru- The only thing I could think to do is run upstairs and go under my covers. And so I did. I went upstairs, I went under my covers, and I started to hyperventilate. I started to cry because I literally thought that I had been anthrax. Now, any form of logic has gone out the window. And you have to understand that the world in which I was in and which we were all in, which was nothing was logical. It wasn't like a regular day. And I knew there was a part of my brain that knew it's not possible. This just had to be some sort of coincidence or something. But at the same time, I did receive a letter. I did open it. And there's a white powdery substance. And they were saying on the news, if this happens to you, you've got to go tell somebody, get to seek medical emergency, go seek help. So I walk myself down to the clinic at school, And I'm shaking. I'm obviously panicking. And I go up to the nurse and I look her in the eyes and I say, I have terrible news. By the way, I'm still holding the envelope. And I go up to her and I say, nurse, I have terrible news. I believe that I've been anthraxed. And she looked at me and she said, what? And I said, I got this mysterious powder substance on my hand. And all of a sudden doctors are running around. They take me back there. They're examining me. They have masks on. And they find out, obviously, that this was not anthrax. It was some sort of strange residue (laughs) on a letter. But I had gotten myself into this situation because I had allowed the sensitivity that I felt for the world to really unfold into madness. And at times I feel ridiculous because I feel like that was my fault. At the same time, it's hard to have a cool head, a logical brain, when you're in the midst of chaos. When buildings are falling down and planes are being flown into them. When people are hurting each other for reasons that you can't explain. And that is your very first taste of freedom in the world. And in that day, in that series of days, the world really revealed itself to me in the sense that it is not as organized and buttoned up as I thought. And that really my adulthood would be about figuring out a way of bringing order in my own way into my life into my future amongst the chaos I hope you enjoyed the episode a lot of people have been coming up to Aaron and I at parties sending emails and calling to tell us how much they love the podcast and ask when the next episode's coming out a great way to stay connected is to visit the website 7minutestoriespod.com you can also subscribe on apple podcasts And while you're there, let more people know what you think about Aaron and his storytelling by rating and leaving a review. Lastly, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share your favorite episode with friends on social media. Thanks again for listening.